Like Bob on Facebook at facebook.com slash Live. Hey, can I just give you a, a little personal warning? Uh, simply because I really do care about the uh, folks in my audience. Don't get involved in sports gambling. Don't do it. Now, let me say very, very clearly, I would imagine that the overwhelming majority of you could just, for fun, you know, place a $10 bet here on playoff games this weekend, you know, on the Browns, on the uh, Houston Texans, you know, 10 bucks here, 20 bucks there, and uh, you may win, you may lose, it's no big deal, it's just kind of fun, and you did it, you know. Probably the overwhelming majority of you could do that without a problem. But there would be a handful of you that would get hooked. You uh, bet a hundred and you almost won. You were so close. Well, you want to get that hundred dollars back. So you place a sure bet on this team or that team or this outcome or that outcome, because it's a sure deal. And this time, you actually win 200 bucks. Wow, I got it back. I doubled my money. Look at that, easy money. So you bet again, and now you lose. Well, you got to get that back, and it becomes a cycle. This happens constantly. Uh, gambling is destructive. It is counterproductive. And I have said this repeatedly. It is the only thing, absolutely the only thing I can think of. And maybe there are some other things, and if so, give me a call or send me an email or whatever. It is the only thing I know that is totally and completely dependent upon losing and losers. Gambling cannot continue. If more people win than lose, can't happen. The only way it can continue is if more people lose than win. So I don't care what kind of gambling it is, whether it's the lottery or the casino or sports gambling. You are far, far, far more likely to lose than to win. The odds are against you. And there is always that possibility. You could lose money you couldn't afford to lose. You could get hooked. It is so incredibly destructive. I said this from the very beginning. This new sports betting thing, one of the radio stations here in Columbus is dedicated to sports. Well, there are more than one station dedicated to sports. But one... Almost every time I turn it on, they're talking about this bet, this bet. What's the over, the under every single weekend? You take the over, the under. You're taking the point spread. You're taking this. I'm going to lay this. I'm going to be, you know, blah, blah, blah. There is so much emphasis on betting. They're doing live programs from this casino and that casino. And I just think, really? 
you really want to put that much emphasis on something that can be and often is so incredibly destructive? You don't feel bad about that? Well, people do it on their own, and people just have to, you know, be mature, and they've got to use good... Yeah, but how many people don't? It's it's just unbelievably destructive. Now, I know, I know, I know, I know. Many of you are saying, oh, Bob, it's just fun. I can control it. Just 10 bucks here, 20 bucks here. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm certainly not going to, you're wicked and you're evil. No, I'm not going to say that. I'm just saying, it is a wicked, wicked, evil industry. It is. Gambling is a wicked, evil industry. If you place a bet here, place a bet here, buy a lottery ticket, does that make you wicked and evil? No, I am not saying that. I'm not implying that. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, why do you want to be a part of it? Knowing, knowing you will probably lose. Most people do. And I will leave it at that. I just saw two or three ads pop up on social media during the break about betting this, betting that, you know, okay. So, all right, end of that tirade. Just just be careful. If you're determined, you know, got the playoff games and it's fun and it, it provides more interest. I am more interested in the game because I got a little money riding on it. Okay, all right. Just be careful. Don't do anything dumb. Speaking of doing things dumb, Johns Hopkins Medicine, one of the premier medical institutions not only in the United States but in the world, well, they have a chief diversity officer. Of course they do. Yeah, a chief diversity officer. Her name is Sharita Hill Golden, and it is her job to make sure that Johns Hopkins Medical Facility hospitals and so forth are up to their eyeballs in DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Well, in order to accomplish this purpose, she recently published a, quote, privilege list in the January edition of Diversity Digest, which comes from the Office of Diversity, Inclusion, and Health Equity. So she thought it would be good to put out a privilege list. The list was included as part of the Digest discussion of, quote, the diversity word of the month, which is privilege. Yeah, that's the diversity word of the month, privilege. Now, she defined privilege as, quote, a set of unearned benefits given to people who are in a specific social group. And so she listed the privilege group of people who have things they don't deserve. These are people who have things they don't deserve. Here is at least part of the list. Right at the top, white people. 
Yeah, white people. I didn't give age, rich, poor. No, just white people. If you're white, that means much of the things that you have, you didn't earn, you didn't deserve. Next in line, able-bodied people. Able-bodied people? Yeah. Third in the list, heterosexuals. Fourth, cisgender people. Fifth, males. Sixth, those evil, wicked Christians. Yeah, Christians. If you're a Christian, you have a whole bunch of stuff you didn't earn, you didn't deserve. Next, middle or owning class people. If you own things, no, I'm not making this up. If you own a house, if you own a car, then you are part of the privilege group. So if you bought a house and you're actually paying for it and you worked hard, that's undeserved privilege? According to this lady, middle-aged people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Middle-aged people. And then final, English-speaking people. She said, privilege is characteristically invisible to people who have it. Yeah, so you're the last person to know that you have privilege. Yeah. Well, obviously this list created quite a bit of controversy. So much controversy that the uh, director of uh, the DEI office at uh, Johns Hopkins uh, Medical Group released this statement. Upon reflection... I deeply regret what I wrote. I retract and disavow the definition I shared, and I am sorry. Now, she didn't disavow the list, only the definition. Yeah, she said the intent of the newsletter is to inform and support an inclusive community at Hopkins, but the language of this definition clearly did not meet that goal. Uh, She was woke, and she got caught. Yeah, that's kind of a whoops. Now, Johns Hopkins has not issued any statement. It would be interesting if they disavow what their uh, chief diversity officer has published. Yeah. You know, I thought people who worked hard and owned a house or a car, I didn't know that was a privilege or being white. (laughs) All right, we'll be back. Bob on Twitter at twitter.com slash Bob Bernie Live. Okay, this is a case of uh, don't shoot the, the messenger. We were just talking about John Hopkins University uh, health system and the chief diversity officer 
basically saying if you're middle-aged, if you own things, and if you are white, you are privileged. You have a bunch of stuff. In fact, most of the things you own, you possess. The things that you have accomplished, you didn't deserve. You have it because of privilege. Uh, Your work, your effort, your motivation, your education, your personality really doesn't matter. It's the color of your skin or your economic status or whatever, which is, of course, racist in and of itself and ridiculous. Now, during the break, uh, I was checking social media, and I came across this chart uh, from an organization called Justice Statistics, and they look at crime on a racial level. And I'm looking at a chart, and the chart is labeled Interracial Violent Crime Incidents in 2018. I I want to be completely open and honest. This is 2018. Now, whether these are the latest statistics, I don't know. But this was in 2018. Interracial Violent Crime Incidents in 2018. Mainstream media puts an enormous amount of emphasis on white-on-black crime, okay? Now, we need to understand, all crime is bad, and particularly when it's racial. But the mainstream media focuses, focuses, focuses on -on white-on-black crime. Okay, in 2018, the total number, this is all in America, white-on-black crime, 59,778. That's a lot. Almost 60,000 white-on-black crime incidents, violent crime. Not just crime, violent crime. What about black-on-white? The opposite. Remember, white-on-black, 60,000. 59,718 will round it up to 60,000. Black-on-white? 547,948, over a half million. Now, this is just one year. Over a half million black on white. Then there's black on Hispanic. That's 112,000. White on Hispanic, 207,104. White on Hispanic, violent crime, at least three times what white-on-black crime. Uh, Hispanic on white, 365,299. Hispanic on black, 44,551. So there is almost as much Hispanic on black crime as white-on-black. But when you look at violent crime, white people are far, far, far more likely to have violent crime committed against them by another race than any of the other races. Now, they are the majority in the country. There's no doubt about that, obviously. But, Considering that blacks are a far smaller percentage of the American population, 
the fact that there were over one half million black on white violent crimes with only 60,000 white on black. Now, does that tell us anything about whether white people are good or evil or black people are good or evil? Huh? No. And I'm not reaching any conclusions about the morality of this. I'm just talking about the hard, cold statistics. And the fact is, black-on-white crime is much, a much, much, much greater problem in America than white-on-black. And that's just the truth. Uh, A much greater problem is black-on-Hispanic and Hispanic-on-white. In fact, of all of the categories in this graph, white-on-black crime is the least serious problem of violent crimes on, on a racial basis, basis pardon me, in America. Now, does that mean it's not a problem? No. Of course it doesn't. And any racial-based violence, any, should be soundly condemned and there's no excuse for it. But we need to deal with truth and facts, not emotion, not hysteria. That's what the liberal left does. 